You are listening to Mr. Sisters. Hey guys, it's me, Shane. I'm here with Clint and Chris, and we are misters, and we're kind of like sisters, and we are very excited to create a safe space where we get to talk about real things and real issues that are not only impacting our communities, but our allies too. We are three friends who come from different backgrounds, and we are embarking on a journey to get to know each other on a deeper level. We are very excited for this new endeavor, and we hope you are ready for a fun and bumpy ride filled with laughs, a little shade, joy, and definitely some tears. So grab your kitty, your dog, your man, your aunt, your bestie, and let's connect. Awesome. Howdy, everybody. This is your host, Chris and Shane and Clint. <laughs> Today on Mr. Sisters, we have a fun game called Celebrity Positions, Tap, Batum, or Verse. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's guess what their positions would be, whoever they may be on our list today. Um, and later, once we get into more of our topics of the night, we have current events, presidential elections. It's going to be touchy. It's going to be a touchy subject. I'm so excited. Well, I know this. you are. <laughs> and then for the main event, we have conflict resolution. How to work through conflicts between sisters. No shade, all tea. Are right, we ready for this, sisters? Yes. Yes? I was born ready. Love this. You know what happens first? Confessionals. Clint, what's my confessional? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have two confessionals because first, I, this is weird, I know, but I schedule a meeting with myself every week at work and I meet with myself and do planning. <laughs> Are these? <laughs> For the week with myself. It literally says on my calendar, meeting with myself. So is that like your, like when you do on your TikTok videos, whenever you, we get those random ones? Wow. And like, uh, so dog, what? I need to do a performance review on you. Do you do that with yourself? No, at work, I work. Yeah, but what's your performance reviews like? <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound great. Exceptional. <laughs> as good as those videos. Anyways, my confessional, and it's a great thing that we're talking about conflict resolution tonight, because my confessional is, I'm really not a Dolly Parton fan. Gay <gasps> gasp. Okay, gay gasp. Yeah, she just... She just, just doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is about Dolly that people are so enthralled, but I've never felt that way. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I think she's talented. She's a great songwriter, mm -hmm. but I don't think she has a great voice. I just don't understand why everyone loves Dolly. And it's everyone, right? Like, everyone thinks she's a national treasure. I don't know. It's just my feelings. I also question, what has she done for the gay community? Gays love her, but you rarely see her doing much for the community. When's the last time she spoke out for LGBTQ rights? You're asking two of the wrong people here. 
First of all, who does not like to motorboat some big ass titties? Okay. <laughs> so let's just start there. Okay. And she has big hair, makeup to the gods, right. always wearing bedazzled shit. What does that remind you of? And what has she not done in the gay community? What does that remind you of? It reminds me of Anna Nicole Smith, quite honestly. It should remind Another you of drag, drag queen. queen. I understand oh, where you're going wow. with this. Oh, I love this. I knew I was appropriating the gay community for your own profit and image and then not doing anything to stand up for them is not okay to me. Well, okay, what do you no. do at S4 at four in the morning? I don't listen to Dolly Parton, that's for sure. Okay, so I've actually had friends who are gay that worked for Dolly Parton in the past, uh, a couple of different ones, one who is a drag queen, another one who was my uh, director, or, I'm sorry, the uh, board president for one of the nonprofits I was in. Did they work in nine Washington. to five? They sure did, Bob, they sure did. <laughs> Um, but both of them said that she has one of the most pure hearts, sees people for who they are, very easy to get along with, communicative, all about respect. And that I think is something that we as the gay community are attached to is the fact that it doesn't matter who you are. It is all about how you treat others and how you see others and get them involved within your own community. So maybe she's not totally LGBTQ, but when you give respect for everyone and you do not, you know, you're, you're over there just giving it and not and expecting anything in return other than just doing your damn job. I think that's really kind of key in being a human being. So she's a good human being. I would say. And I would like to piggyback that. Sure. So drag queens in the community, <laughs> right? They bring laughter. They bring joy. You go to see them and it takes your mind off your depressing life. Correct. True. Dolly Parton has some of the best humor, the best jokes. Mm -hmm. She makes you forget about how you're feeling that day she and only focusing her on her. How many still. people can do that? She's in her 90s with a career of over what, what, how, how many years? She's been in this industry for 70 years, something like that. She started in her 20s. She signs her autograph still to this day for her fans. She is one of those that shows up to Dollywood and goes on parades and goes and gives back to the public. Like, Celebrities do not need to do that by any means, but she knows damn well what they have given her and she gives back. So I still say, even though like I'm not a diehard fan, I don't know her full discography or all of the songs and repertoire, she is one of those people that genuinely is there to show up for others. So I have two things to say. Yeah. Since this is my confessional, <laughs> I get the last word. First, Cher does all of the same things and still supports the community. Yeah, because he's got Chaz Bono as a kid. Hold on. He's talking. Thank right. you. Sorry. And the second thing is, sisters, I will always love you. <sighs> okay, Shane, what's your confessional? <laughs> I love this conflict resolution. Give, <laughs> give me the mic. <laughs> What's up with you? Um, so my confessional is that I had an amazing birthday. It was my 34th and it was the best birthday ever. Beautiful time. All Beautiful time. the people were there. Um, and then there were some people that weren't there. Um, like Clint. <laughs> Clint, 
Do you remember when we did our last podcast and I said, if you don't go to Splash, make sure you tell me and here do Dumont ticket so that you can go and join me for my birthday. I would love for you to be there, especially since I have shown up to Andrew's birthday <laughs> and I can't remember your birthday, if I yeah. up, but I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> he showed up to mine and late up. Well, we're still with no card, but he showed up. So I got to give him that one. So, well, I Oh, and you didn't show up to my birthday. You canceled on me for beanbag toss. Beanbag toss. That is the accurate. Plot. <laughs> the plot thickens. Listen, Clintifer. I have a legitimate excuse for both. Yeah. I was at home listening to Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh. Classic. Still, you're on the I, shit list. No. And you know what Shane, I distinctly recall making it up to you after you told me about this at midnight Thursday. I can't recall. And mm -hmm. I told you everything's fine. We're going to do a birthday shot. <laughs> yeah. Because shots fix everything. So our conflict is reloot. Did they fix Sandy? It's reloot. Resolved? Reloot? No, that's not a word. Reloot? I mean, can we... <laughs> Can we just appreciate the fact that I walked right up to you and said, I need to speak to you and said, I want you to hear it before someone else tells you I was talking shit about you, mm -hmm. but I'm really upset that you didn't join my birthday and here's the reasons why. No, I think that's fantastic. It would... Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we jumping ahead? Are we going to conflict oh, resolution we'll, we'll topics? Finish. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're I, just no, setting it up, I thought. I think that sounds very much like something that you saw in Big Brother. Okay, next topic. Chris. <laughs> my confessional. Wow. What is what is your confessional? All right. So mine has nothing to do with pop culture or being offended. Um, this has everything to do with I had a dream last night. Um, <laughs> okay. But seriously. Um, so we all know that my life has been a little bit ups and downs and yeah. all over the place. Um, and I've been seeking this kind of um, resolution in finding some kind of balance and comfort and knowing that like being able to release all of the anxiety and the stress that I'm going through. Um, so last night in my dream, my oldest brother who is deceased um, showed up in the dream. I was in my childhood home. We were in the backyard in the pool and we were playing in the pool together with our childhood dog Custer and having this really great time. Um, and then all of a sudden I just turned to him and I looked at him in the face and it was so clear. Like I could see every vivid detail of his face and it was just him. And I turned around and I was like, I realized, oh, I have to get going. Are you going to be here later? And he says, I don't think I will. And so I just gave him this huge hug and I can like, when I was in the dream, I felt the embrace. It was just amazing. And I felt so much peace. And so I got out of the pool and when I turned around, he was gone. And I just, I woke up from the dream feeling so much comfort and feeling like all day today, like I've had multiple sessions where I was like thinking and processing it. And then I started crying and everything, but there was this really nice, peaceful resolve underneath all of it in which I finally feel like balance has come. So in a way it was weird. Like my brother came to me and gave me the comfort that I've been seeking and like letting go of this stress and anxiety. And so all day today, even though like, I wasn't particularly focused. I was just very present. I was very aware of everything that was going on. And there was just 
peace all around me. So for me, I finally feel like I got a little bit of that emotional and spiritual um, balance that I've been looking yeah. for. So yeah, that, that was, that's my confession. <clears throat> like it's been on my mind all day today and I, I can't get past it. Like it's just something that is sticking with me and I like it even though it brings me a little bit of sadness because I miss my brother a lot, but like mm -hmm. I am so grateful that I haven't had a dream with him in it in quite some time, probably like a year or so. And he came to me in this moment when I've been seeking that and he was there and it was just beautiful. I was really happy. That is so amazing. So I talked to, well, we both talked to media, Monty, yes, media right? Monty. and so one of the things that she says is she goes, you know, sometimes your spirits, you know, they go and do their own thing. They go on vacations they go, they go <laughs> off and do their thing. And then when you need them, like they'll come back or, you know, if there's a purpose or what. And so she said that, you know, a lot of spirits, right? Like they can come to us in dreams yep. and that's the way mm -hmm. they're there for us and comfort us. And when we yep. need them. And so whether people believe that or not, I just, you know, I'm <laughs> glad that you got to, you know, experience that in your dream and it brought yeah. you, you know, just, some comfort. Yeah. 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 Especially it, with everything really nice. going on. Yeah. With everything that's going on, all I've been seeking is just yeah. to find some kind of uh, relief from everything and not feel so anxious. And that was it. That, that brought it to me. So. Yeah, super grateful. You know, we that. should have dreams as a topic. Ooh, yeah, totally for down. one, of our, mm -hmm, okay. one of our shows. I'll write that down in our yeah. little list Ooh, here. Oh, I love it. Yes. Just a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare. <laughs> Either way, I don't want to wake, leave the lights on. What is it? Turn the lights off. There we go. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Quite> the opposite. <laughs> Beyonce? Oh, I thought it was a Dolly Parton song. Oh, no. Get off oh, a Dolly, wow. man. Get off her back. Wow. Her tits, brilliant. <laughs> not deserve to wear that kick-ass. Smoky Mountains on her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, confessionals. Good confessionals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I All feel right. like they're going to be well-received. <laughs> Very. Xanax to go to bed from all the shit that we were doing. Girl, we're recording. And next we have celebrity positions, a game we play where we try to guess who, what celebrity would be a top, verse, or bottom. Ooh. So who do we have on our list today? Okay, so the first one I have for you all is Chris Hemsworth. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that big old hammer. Mm -hmm. okay, I'm sure that sex is electrifying. <laughs> oh, thunderclap him so bad. Well, his hammer is really big. Yeah. So I'm going to go with top on this one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I okay. see him as I see him as top as well. Yeah. I don't see him being so much verse either. I want him to be just a top. I mean, in my fantasy, total top. That's exactly yeah, what I was right. saying. I was like, maybe it's selfish, but no. yeah, yeah. There's definitely a difference between like fantasy versus reality. Have you seen the photo? I think it's him of him like bending over in the woods. Not in the woods. <laughs> what? Into the woods we go. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm getting this mixed up with a different celebrity, but I'm pretty sure there's a photo of him bending over and like on a trail. Are you sure you're not talking about Island Boys? Who? Island Boys? Is that a porno? No, their brother, their twin brothers. I'm an Island Boy. <laughs> <laughs> they have porn everywhere. I don't. Twins? I, yeah. Gay porn? Yes. Uh-uh, I love Quint. 
Uh, I love gay porn twins. Oh my god. I'm not on Tumblr these days, so I don't know, Shane. Me either. Hashtag fitness. Anyway, <laughs> next up. Ooh, okay, so this one is a little bit different. Let's talk about uh, Penn State swimmer Leah Thomas. Top, bottom, or verse? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I would say definitely verse. Why verse? Because she likes it wet? <laughs> No, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say Dom top because she's always dominating in those lanes, you know. I don't know. No, pass, pass, <laughs> pass. Okay, who's next? Brad Pitt. Mm, definitely mm-hmm. verse. I think definitely verse. I would say verse. He's so oh. experienced. Oh, I would say verse. Did you see Interview with the Vampire? Oh <laughs> no. Okay, Angelina. <laughs> Angelina is a dominatrix top. Yeah, he is so definitely, definitely a bottom. Pegged. He's, definitely he's also pegged. he's also from Oklahoma, and just talking from experience, knowing people from Oklahoma, methods. First of all, they're all bottoms. First oh. of all, did you not see Mister Miss Smith? I sure did. They were verse as fuck. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they disagree. Okay. I think they flip flop. And you really y'all really haven't seen Interview with the Vampire? No, Mm-mm. I was too young. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm gonna need y'all to do some homework and go watch Interview. With the Wait, Vampire. actually, I do think I've seen with that. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, is, like who I think is a bottom. I don't know why <laughs> we're on that subject. Okay, 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 okay. I see it. I see it. It wasn't memorable. It. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Fun one. Go, Clint. Um, I'm gonna say Dua Lipa. Ooh. She's a verse. I'd say bottom. No, she's first. I don't know. Do you see the way that she writes it? No. Mechanical bull. I'd say yeah. she's a total bottom. <laughs> Okay, I'd say verse. Okay, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Hmm. Okay, verse. No, you know she was in concert with her one time, and she like came over me like in this little. (laughs) Did she come on you too? Ass was over my face, and I was like, "Can you just fart or something?" Like you wanted pink eye from that? I don't know. Great, Dua Lipa. You know she can do the hell she wants. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Next one, Elton John. (laughs) Definitely bottom. Okay, them keys be going up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to say none of the above. I think he's voyeur. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know he's... that was an option. It I... wasn't. I just introduced it. <laughs> but I think he's a voyeur. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay. Well, I have one on the topic of politics. Ooh. Abraham Lincoln, who was no, definitely gay. Oh, I think he's a top. I mean, look how big his hat is. <laughs> and how tall he is. I don't know how tall he is. But he was also really honest, and I've never met an honest top. That was a good one. That was good. That was good. That's fine. Okay, this is what He I just lays like. there these days anyway. <laughs> also like most tops. <laughs> Um, I okay. definitely wouldn't be bottomed by him. It's gonna be wood. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Ew. Well, wood? You chopped down the cherry tree? <laughs> that was George Washington. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? It makes it a history. <laughs> that was George. Wow. I can't wait to see how these elections start. Out. <laughs> uh, okay, we've got this one, I feel like is obvious, at least for me. Tom Daly. Definitely on top, because who got time to be fucking on a bottom daily? 
oh, damn. Okay. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, who, who has I, time to get prepared daily? <laughs> I feel like it's pretty obvious that he is a bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's too tiny, right? He's too tiny to be hey, taken seriously as a top. Be, don't be. Have you seen him do yoga? Stereotyping tiny he's people. Like, no, 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 no. But like, I've seen him in person before, and he's just short. And I'm like, you don't take tops seriously if they're if they're that short. So it's like a chihuahua with a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird ass semen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the point of beds. You just lay there. (laughs) Ah, Abraham Lincoln again. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Mm. I have one for us. Superstar Beyonce. Oh, she topped these charts and she topped (laughs) Jay-Z. I think she's a dumb top. I think she's a dumb Dumb top. top. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. She's crazy in love. I mean, have you listened to Partition? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Okay. I like that one. Who's next? Mm. Um, Chris, because I can't pronounce the last name. <laughs> right. Yeah, so this one is relevant to tennis, Welcome. all of our tennis players that watch the U.S. Open. Um, Novak Djokovic. Is that a joke? <laughs> no, he's going to choke. <laughs> oh, okay, he's okay. going to choke a bitch, so I think he's a dom top as I well. I think dom top. Yeah. Hmm. I've never, I've never met a tennis player that's a top. So he handles rackets really well. No point there. And balls. And balls. (laughs) We love those furry balls. Okay. Yeah. He also seems like he's probably pretty fast. I'm going to go with verse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's definitely got that cardio in. A little energizer bunny action. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Last one. Adam Levine. Oh, bottom as hell. Really? Yeah, bottle. bottle. I you know he'd be cheating on his wife <gasps> with some dick. Yeah, because oh. she doesn't have any. Okay. Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I was going to say verse, but yeah, I could see him as bottom too. I oh, think yeah. he's in some kinky shit though. Oh, yeah. I would mm-hmm. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope. Can you imagine his little light voice being a bottom? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Of these lists that we've created and procured here, which do you think they would be? Hmm. We'll put it up on Instagram. Yeah. All right, guys, successful uh, first run with celebrity positions. Watch out! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our next segment presidential elections in conflict resolution, which is likely to be a conversation with myself and very one-sided. It's going to be a short segment today. But I'm very excited (laughs) about this conversation, quote unquote. (laughs) Or perhaps it's just a dialogue with myself. We'll find out. Clint on Clint. Clint on Clint. I think I've seen that before. Um, (laughs) Was my last marriage. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So let's get right into it. We'll dive right in. So... A background of the presidential election, which will be occurring in 2024. The general election is in November. We have a political process before that, which is the nominating of candidates for the political parties. In the United States, we have two major political parties. What are they, sisters? Democrats versus Republicans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or red versus blue. Or left versus right. Yes. Mm. Or progressive versus liberal. No, conservative. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a longer segment than I think we thought. <laughs> so we are in the midst of the nominating 
um, presidential election. And the Democratic Party, while they still have to nominate a candidate for their party's um, general election, it usually does result in the incumbent. The incumbent is President Biden. But on the Republican side, we have a plethora of candidates who are running. Top of the list is someone I think most people have heard of. His name is Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump. He's a previous president of the United States. And I'm sure everyone remembers the pandemic that he led us through. So that's really kind of a overview of what's happening with the election. We're likely to see a rematch, at least according to polls, of President Biden versus President Trump. We also saw quite a bit of conflict, particularly between friends and family Ooh. during the 2020 election. And I'm, my question and the, the conversation topic to begin with is our thoughts on how do we manage that conflict resolution with our families and mm. friends. Mm. That's right, because you got to, again, like back, back to Dolly, you got to find common respect for one another, even if you have a difference of opinions. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to just add that we, again, are going to basically have an election between two very old people, white male, that are not in their right mind, I would say. And these are our choices. I mean, granted, we're at the very beginning, so we don't know for sure if Trump is going to be that. But I am shocked that Biden decided to rerun or run again for election because... <sighs> Oh my God. It's just a laughing stock. I feel like our, our country has become a little bit of a laughing stock when it comes to our politics. Do we take it seriously? I'm confused. Can you be the president behind bars? <laughs> Sounds like a really kinky porno. <laughs> so that's a really good question. And I'm going to give a very um, quick answer because we could be talking about that all night. Technically, yes, you could, um, but technically the president could also pardon themselves. It's never been done, and it is a constitutionally questionable um, scenario, but technically, yes, you could. Trump could be um, convicted of a felony and still run for president. I would like to think that the American people would not elect a felon as president of the United States, but call me old-fashioned. Who knows? And you're progressive? So, <laughs> anyway. That was sarcasm, to be so, clear. turning this into a different, I guess, I like your way or... of going how to resolve conflict within families <laughs> and friends when you disagree so strongly. I really like the direction that was going in. Sorry, I just totally jumped over you. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say, right, so a lot of my family is more on the red side right? Especially my dad. And so him and I have gotten into many, many, many <laughs> disagreements over certain things and his beliefs, right? <laughs> and I remember this one time, like it was on Facebook or something, and he had posted something and I had said something and we started kind of going back and forth. But then it turned into, look, I see where you're coming from. Well, I see where you're coming from, but we're gonna have to agree to disagree. And we both ended it with I love you on Facebook. And we awesome. said, hey, why don't we have a conversation about this outside of social media? Boom. And let's talk about it. Sunda, you know, dad, right? Yeah. Um, I like that because in that 
at moment on social media, right? I feel like it said a lot that you can have differences without, oh, I'm blocking you, F you, like we can't yeah. talk or, you know. A, a basic level of respect was there. I definitely agree with you. I think that it takes a great deal of emotional intelligence to have these conversations. However, I also think that a lot of our listeners will feel very much the same way that I do, that our rights are not up for debate. And I think Agreed. that, and I think that you're hitting on something, Chris, as far as the generations that are running. If you really look at the polling, there is a split by generation in this country, less so between conservative and progressive. More conservatives are in the baby boomer generation, the silent generation, et cetera. Whereas millennials and Gen Z um, tend to be more progressive. And while I don't agree with her on very many subjects, Nikki Haley is actually having this conversation um, quite frequently and talking about it in her campaign stops. She recently called the Senate the um, the most uh, progressive, what was it, nursing home in the world? No, most elite nursing home in the world because the average age of senators is so old. And Mitch McConnell, you probably have seen, has had a few episodes where it seems as though he's had a stroke during press conferences, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, who is running the country, you know? So I, I hear you, Shane, on the notion that we have to find um, middle ground. It becomes difficult, though, when it's our rights that are up for conversation and debate. And I think most millennials have experienced um, in their lifetime not having to experience that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, gay marriage being legalized is a really good example of that. I, I just think it's always going to be very polarizing, um, regardless of the conversations that we're able to have in person with one another. Um, the algorithms that we see in our media and the way that it is portrayed on the news and social media, all of this stuff, the more that you agree with and the more that you watch with, like I've noticed this on my Bing search results um, at work is like everything in my, <laughs> because I work with LGBTQ homeless youth and a lot of that has to deal with trans youth that I'm, I'm working with a lot of my search engine results come back on my page whenever I just go up there and, and look and start open up a new page. It's all of my articles are either about UFOs or they're about trans um, uh, articles. And that's about it. I'll get a few things about financial stuff and I'll get a lot of UFO and then I get everything to do with trans. So I'm like, I've noticed that it's just picking up on everything that I'm searching and, and reading into. So if that's the case, if that's going to be the average American experience and you're only searching for right or you're only searching for left, then it's just going to go further and further down that rabbit hole, which means that everything that you're getting exposed to is either going to be far right or it's going to be far left. And there's not a lot of in between anymore. So because of that, what we're exposed to is very polarized information that you're not going to get a balanced outlook. So it's up to us as human beings to have those conversations together from one side to the other and be able to come to a, a place of discussion and healthy debate, not 
radical arguments and blaming and shaming and turning it into this craziness that was the last elections I felt. Yeah. So you bring up a good point, right? So it's funny to me because I'm not very political, right? I will hands down admit it and Mm. I'm okay with that, right? Like I should be a little bit more involved. Yes. Absolutely. Me too. But you know, there are a lot of these people I feel like running around where they're not even doing the research. They're reading the first thing they see on social media and they are just claiming like they just know everything, you know, about everything and anything, right? When it comes to this topic. And I feel like, like you said, it's up to us. I feel like to do your research Mm -hmm. before you open your mouth, first of all, really decide like what do you believe what do you not believe and not let others and which candidate really speaks your truth the most i mean it can't be everything all at once but to really i mean that's why i think on the republican side of things with the election as is that's our chance to maybe trump is not going to be the person that we really want to elect but we have to do the research into all the other candidates and start voting accordingly to what fits our needs what we feel like could be a different change because i'm i'm sorry but i i don't know that i would want another four years with the biden administration i don't know that i want him being the face of our country and just being laughed at constantly um another one that we had before trump that was like whoa what is happening to us was when um george w bush was in his presidency and we became a laughing stock and then we got obama in and it suddenly changed the face and the scope of our trajectory as a country and then it went down this uh, this these further rabbit holes where we just became like what the fuck is going on with the united states and i don't believe that we really have the right choices in place from my my perspective here well but i also think that with each president or election right there's also been some sort of event that has happened which i think has also been a cause of change right and events in the way we're kind of doing things like for example 9 11 big time bush right and then you have covid with trump yep now Now, there's a lot in between that could have been helped. <laughs> okay. So, but I think in Bush's case, right, when 9-11 happened, I mean, I just think that that got really messy for him. And so I don't know if it was all him based on what I've researched, you know? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> First of all, Chris, I think that your search history should be a confessional one week <laughs> because I'm so curious why UFOs and UFOs. trans people are trans is for work. UFO is for pleasure. Whenever I'm like, I want to do something outside of my work and I'll go and look at UFOs. But yeah. Okay. Go on. Wow. I think it's fascinating. Not even sure where to think I love UFOs one. and the pyramids. Oh, let's talk Did about ancient help? aliens. Ancient aliens should be a topic at one point. Sorry, back to the presidential election. Fascinating, (laughs) but I'm not going to touch that right now. But I mean, I I think that you all just re-emphasize my point. So each of the presidents that you mentioned have been baby boomers, starting with Clinton Mm -hmm. and then George Bush as well. The one person within that who wasn't was Barack Obama. Was he Gen X? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't a baby boomer. That's the first time we've had a different generation in decades. I would agree. Yeah, and I think that what we're really experiencing, like I said, is a difference in generations. And I just don't see how it is 
possible to manage conflict whenever your rights are up for grabs and stake. Your right to marry, women's right to have an abortion, to choose who you love, really to live where you want even. It just doesn't seem human, right? We have unalienable rights and those are part of them. And I also think that baby boomers are leaving us um, a mess to clean up and Trump only heightened that issue. And while people may not like Biden as much, the reality of the situation is he may be president, but if you look at the people around him, he has placed people from a different generation into power. Kamala Harris, for example, as a vice president. There are more African-American women that are part of this administration and who have, he has appointed as um, judges than ever in history. We have our first black woman on the Supreme Court. So I do think that there has been significant progress and I think that things are better versus where they were. I mean, just three years ago, there were literally images of rioters burning things across the country. And to your point about choosing your medium of media, on Fox News, they didn't show that the majority of the people looting were white. The people setting the fires mm -hmm. were white. So most people that watch Fox News think that it was people of color that were doing that. Well, absolutely. And I think social media has a lot of play in how people are viewed and mm -hmm. what direction they want to take and what direction we're going. And I definitely think highly that um, political members mm -hmm. <laughs> have members. major input mm -hmm. into this media and what is broadcasted, mm -hmm. especially at certain times during election. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, certainly. Right. Yeah. So um, I definitely understand that and I definitely acknowledge that. But okay. so yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, sisters, this has been a wonderful one-sided conversation, and I appreciate your participation. <laughs> I'm but kidding. I'm kidding. Before we go. You all participated a lot. Can we just Thank make, you. you know, the elections like Big Brother? You know, just put them all in a house, you know, have them get head of household, veto, and just, you know. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And the winner gets the presidency? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. You would really excel at that game. But yeah. does that mean <laughs> eight-year-olds can vote too? Oh, I like that idea. When has there been an eight-year-old on Big Brother? <laughs> yeah, no. That's true. No. There's some people no, that no, look no, like I'm, an eight-year-old. See, I was thinking more American Idol where America votes in. Oh. Oh, no. No, no. no, no. They just fight each other. Yeah. No, we could no, also I mean, make it like the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. no. Or Fight that. Club. And then we know Trump and Biden wouldn't survive that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, millennials. The first one's out. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Well, sisters, thank you for this enlightening conversation. Mm -hmm. I promise to keep politics off the show for the uh, foreseeable future. Okay. We'll wait until elections come back up again. Oh, they will. I know. We the people hope so. Ooh, okay, that was some good tension there. Um, but what I really liked is that 
we have different opinions on things, obviously. Um, but there's still, again, a level of respect and this conflict resolution that we keep tapping on for the entirety of this episode. I kind of want to draw this back as an example for people that are listening on how when you have a difference of opinion or some someone gets hurt in in some way, shape, or form by another person, to have the ability to go up to them and talk to them instead of letting it fester, letting it turn into something negative, cause this great divide, ruin something that could really just be a, you know, a misunderstanding and turn it into something that is a great travesty. Like we could all not be doing this show together. We could not be friends at this point in mm -hmm. time. So let's kind of backtrack and go back to the birthday that mm -hmm. was uh, last weekend. And when Clintifer didn't show nor text or let us know what was going on, if you were going to be part of it, and Shane, how did that make you feel? In the moment, it pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I talk shit about him like a normal person would do Naturally. in the moment. Um, you know, and then I cared about my day. And um, I think what it was, right, is that I got to round up on that Sunday. And I saw you there thinking that you had gone to Splash in Austin because that's clearly why I hadn't heard from you all weekend. And then I see you and then I go up to you and see you and you're like, oh, hey, uh, you know, like nothing's nothing. And I'm like, yeah, I celebrated my birthday. And you're like, oh, you know, happy late birthday, you know. And then we Even just kind of went, went on about our business, <laughs> right? Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of hurtful in the moment, but... I think it, it was never one of those things where I was like, this friendship is just over because of this, right? It's just, I know myself, I need to analyze, I need to think and, you know, take my time. And I think a lot of that has come from my past where I've learned from not dealing with conflict the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but I mean, I was able to, when I saw you next, right? I pulled you aside and I said, hey, I have something to talk to you about. And that's when I just said, hey, I just want to let you know, like, you know, I talked mess about you about my birthday, but I'm over it now. I just, this is how I felt. And well, that's fair. I understand where you're coming from. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything to resolve because there's not a conflict. Shane's just wrong. Oh, damn. Let me eat mm -hmm. this fucking gummy bear before I fucking... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go on with that. So, why, why first of all... Wrong? Why is he wrong? First of all, I never said that I was going to the concert. I said we were a maybe. That's one. And two, you have my location. You could have seen at any time that I was still in Dallas and didn't go to Splash. You also didn't ask why I didn't go to Splash. Why didn't you go to Splash? Well, yeah, I was waiting for you to ask. Yeah, why didn't you go to Splash? <laughs> for two reasons. One, I've been dealing with my own issues that I need to resolve, and this is not the place or time to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And two, I just didn't want to go to Austin. Those people are awful. Wow. <laughs> you know, Splash, <laughs> Splash is really not like it used to be. That's true. Like, it's, it's really turned into like the circuit party weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, no one even goes to the bars anymore, like afterwards. And like. So, you see my point. I didn't want to be part of that, that environment. Right. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to be a part of Austin and my birthday. <laughs> you, know you just didn't want to do neither. And, well, I didn't want to be part of that environment. Right. Well, However, you are right. I could have 
been more upfront with my communication and letting you know that we were not um, going to Austin, but that we didn't want to go out either. We had personal reasons as to why. It does not mean that I don't love you. I do very much. And it doesn't mean that I didn't want to celebrate you. I just found my own way to celebrate you. And in all fairness, after we had the conversation, I bought you a birthday shot, and which is just as good. Honestly, it is. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as you said shot, I was like, oh, yes, queen. Conflict anyway. So what I honestly what I got from that, which is actually really kind of profound in itself, is that um, the personalizations that we take from other people and thinking that, why didn't you do this? You didn't think about me. You didn't think of that when in the moment, it's also like, well, no, maybe they didn't think about you. But are you thinking about what that other person is going through mm -hmm. too? what kind of problems or issues are they going through that we don't know about? And that, you know, maybe we just need a night off and we didn't know how to communicate that in the moment, but also being able to come together and say like, Hey, I had some shit going on. I don't really want to talk about it, but I'm sorry. And therefore you're able to at least communicate that effectively to one another. The other thing I would add to that too, is the significance that we put on life events. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, birthdays, just for me personally, have never been that big of a deal. Like Same. if someone comes, that's awesome. If they can't, it doesn't mean that I love them any less or feel as though we're not connected. Whereas some people, birthdays are a huge deal. Right. Like that is their ride or die. They're probably the kids back in grade school. They're like, I'm not inviting you to my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that you, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, it, I think there's a difference there too. So um, I apologize. I'm very well, sorry. Honestly, while we're talking, like, I mean, I could have too been like, hey, like, are you still going to Splash or, mm -hmm. you know, are you staying in Dallas and started yeah. that whole conversation as well? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I think also in those moments, like when alcohol is involved mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know it tends to heighten like whatever you're feeling so but that's why i took time right that's I'm fair like, i just pulled you aside when it was right and then there's people so, like me that well, are going through an extreme ex existential crisis and like exactly. uh, basically crying their eyes out right before going to a birthday party and then realizing yeah. like oh man i'm still gonna show up for this even though i should not have been there in hindsight but I'm glad I went. Well, and I'm sure you both recall having similar conversations at my birthday. When was your oh, birthday? Oh, wait. You all didn't come to my birthday either. When is your birthday? It's in February. That's what I thought. Now, okay. in y'all's defense, we went to Palm Springs. But you oh, were. Right. <laughs> and you know you I'm too invited. poor to go. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a social what worker. I remember, though, is you told me, girl, be glad you didn't go. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I heard oh, that that's going to be my next confessional. Uh -huh. Ooh, mm -hmm. I remember. Oh, yeah. you did have a whole... And after you told me, I was like, ooh, thank God I did not go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was one of those cyclical drama things that happened at your birthday that wasn't supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And also, we hadn't started the podcast yet. So we weren't as close as we are now. That's mm -hmm. fair. But either way, let bygones be bygones. <laughs> True. Well, I love you, sister. True. I love you too. I love you too. Thanks for hashing it out on our show because I feel like this was um, going to allow us to keep going on episode after episode. Well, oh, I well, you're next, girl. <laughs> what? 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 In all honesty, you didn't give us a choice. Yeah. <laughs> we were done with politics, but you just said, keep going. No, I just wanted to do this whole conflict resolution. I wanted Eddie. 
and Lance to have their shining moment because they asked me to do this. So, Aww. yes, to Eddie and Lance, I know you're listening at the gym right now. Yeah, bro. Love you. Yeah, bro. Skate. Hi, everyone. This is Chris. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We at Mr. Sisters thoroughly enjoy making these podcasts, and so we really hope that you enjoyed what you're listening to. If you do, please be sure to share us on Instagram, on Facebook, however you like to share. You can find us always on Spotify, and we are also on Apple Podcasts. Bye!